0: I'm going to share a couple things though that the Lord gave me while we were doing worship. Most bad relationships start with bad inner understanding of yourself. <laughs> Most bad relationships start with a bad inter- inner understanding of yourself. We saying, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Silence fear. So what we're singing is, fear creates darkness. And so if there's darkness in your life, then there's some level of fear somewhere. If there's an addiction other than God in your life, then there's fear of something somewhere. But light causes darkness to have no power. So what we really need to do, if there's ever any darkness in our life, is just turn on the light. If you're in a bad situation, just turn on the light. But some people get so comfortable just living in the darkness that they keep the light off. We say spirit break out, break our walls down. God knocks our walls down from inside out. From inside out. Because if we want change to happen around us, then we have to change. Nobody else has to. But so often we think change is needed by the people around us because we're doing good. But no, no. Let them worry about themselves. Only one you have to worry about is you, unless you're a mother with children But then you don't worry, you bring light into every situation. You bring hope instead of fear. I was going to talk on Romans 12, 1 to 2 and 3 and a few other verses. I'm going to share something briefly and end with this. Romans 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. That word reasonable is rational. Your rational service. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Sacrifices burn on the altars and as they burn, they change. Not only do they get burned up, but the literal chemical properties that's being burnt on the altar begins to chemically change. We are to live our lives as living sacrifices, chemically changing internally to less of man's way and more of God's way. We should no longer conform. To the hinges, to the things, uh, the sayings, uh, the laws—even of the world. I'm not talking the government of Canada. I'm talking the world's sinful laws. Please adhere to the laws of Canada when you go out there, and it says a hundred. Well, don't do a hundred because everyone will rear end you. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> Within reason. But if our laws change and they start to say that you and I can't worship God, this law overrides anything that gets in the way of your and my worship to our Father God. No longer conform. To the world, conform means to fashion something after another. In other words, look like something. If you look like the world, you're conforming. If you walk into the mall and nobody sees you as anything different, you're conforming. But be transformed by the Word, by the Word of God. And that Word is actually metamorphosis. That's where we get our word, metamorphosis is by being transformed. Paul says we should change to a different pattern than the world. How? By the renewing of our minds. By the renewing of our minds, because renewing comes from the Greek word called renovation. So by the renewing of our minds, it means renovating your mind anyone ever had a house renovation or an apartment renovation or watch those renovation shows and they come in and they walk through the place and yeah we can take this wall down and knock this fireplace out and do this and that then they take their big sledgehammers and the cameras are all focused And they take their sledgehammer and they give it to the owners. Knock the cabinets down. Well, we're actually kind of taught not to do that stuff when we're little kids. Don't put holes in the wall, my mom would say. How would you do that? Oh, that was my friend Johnny's head. And then Johnny's mom got involved. And I got spanked. It was just renovating the wall (laughs) with his head. And they hand that sledgehammers to the owners of the house and say, start hitting and start renovating. We know the owners really aren't that great sometimes. You watch them try to hit. Some of them have never had a sledgehammer in their head in their life, hands in their head, probably, yeah. <laughs> but for the cameras, it looks good to get the owners hitting a bit. And then the guys that actually know what to do, they take the hammers and they start hitting. But you know what? It's, TV is just trying to show us what you and I need to be. Because there's some walls sometimes that need to... To get changed, they need to be renovated. Some old cabinets where ideas and hurt and pain have been kind of locked up. They've been closed in. Or even a little safe maybe in a wall that needs to be ripped out but you forgot the combination on purpose because you didn't want to deal with what you locked into the safe. And then you get all fired up on a Sunday morning at Windward and you get out the hammer, the sledge. And maybe you're good at the hammer, maybe you're not. But take a swing at something that needs to be knocked down in your life. And then know that it's not a movie star television star is going to pick the hammer up next. It's a man who died on the cross and rose again. And he's got a sledgehammer. Whoo, it's big and powerful and mighty. And Holy Spirit is in the room with you. Because your house, your mind, it's just too many small rooms. It used to be really popular to have a, a little formal dining room. And then another, and maybe if you like that, that's okay, but I'm open concept model. Little formal dining room. And then another little dining area off the kitchen in your kitchen over in the little spots and all these little bedrooms locked away when you walk into the front door it's like the skinny little hallway I feel like God is saying I want open concept in your mind you can have what you want in your house physical but he never asked us to close off little rooms and little walls in our minds he said to fashion your mind conform your mind into the mind of Christ Jesus who counted it worthy and honor to be ridiculed bit upon. Beaten. Taken the short end of the stick, says we say. Because he knows the transformation that we need. The metamorphosis that we need. To change from a worm or a caterpillar to a butterfly is to get out of the cocoon. And there's churches, there's gatherings that want to put you in a cocoon. You come in here in a cocoon. I got my sledgehammer ready. The pattern is a renewing of the mind. It's the Greek word again, renovation. We need a renovation of our mind. Even as to what a Sunday morning service is supposed to look like. Because honestly, I didn't come here this morning thinking it was going to look like it did today. We need to live as a sacrifice, as He remodels our character and our behaviors. Some of you need a bigger sledgehammer than others right now, because the walls are thick and solid with old-growth timber, hardwood. Everything God does is he makes things better. Lays down, takes the walls out, lays down new carpeting, new flooring. He literally invades us from the inside out. Not the outside in. The renovators, they go in the front door to change the walls around. Take them out. Hebrews 4, I'm not going to read it, tells us that God's word is so sharp that it can slice into us and tell us the thoughts and intentions of our own hearts. That's what the word of God can do. Paul says the more we are washed in the word of God, the more we are able to test and to approve God's will in our lives. Paul mentions three qualities that we should understand. Good, pleasing, and perfect. Good is what God wants for you and me. It's good for you. Sometimes good doesn't always feel like good but it is. Every trial and tribulation I've ever gone through, I've tried to turn it to good. It didn't feel good. But boy, I learned. And I chose to get stronger instead of weakened or defeated. Pleasing. It means acceptable. It means you can accept it. The more you know God, the more He can take you through tough times, and it's okay. Third word, perfect. It means complete or mature. Because God is maturing us. He's maturing you. You are being transformed into His image. That's why in the prayer room, Justin saw... paintbrush and all of us thought when he was sharing that oh he's repainting your face was that old term black face or brown face no no it actually had no paint on it he was brushing looking at the brush saying you see I made you in my image Justin could save you $8,000 for a nose job right now. Just take that word to heart and tithe the rest. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking, please. I'm joking. You are beautiful people. Most of you. No, I'm just kidding. You're beautiful people. When you look in the mirror, No. That you are exactly how God made you. And so the changing that needs to be done is not from the outside. It's from the inside. Out. Because the beauty that God sees in you, it's not whether you're eye makeup is correct the right tone in your hair is the right color he's not looking at a few of the meals you had too many of he actually sees the greatest beauty that no man or no woman will ever see the beauty in you. It's your love waiting to be so increased that it just emanates out of you. That your peace that passes understanding rises up inside through the breath of Christ Jesus in you. you walk in peace, you walk in love, you walk in joy, you walk in happiness, even in the middle of the world's craziness, you and I walk, and we don't fear, because He is always with us, let's stand. Galatians 4, verse 4 to 6. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman. And he was born under the law of the religious old covenants, the old society. was born under that law. But he didn't live under the law of the world around him. Oh, I'm born under the laws of Canada. Actually, I wasn't. I was born under the laws of Columbia, South America. But I live under the law of everlasting power, authority and truth. verse 5 to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as children as sons and daughters and because you are the children the sons and daughters of God, God has sent forth the spirit of of his son into your hearts crying out Abba father if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior you have been adopted into the sonship the daughtership of a king and Holy Spirit has been sent to you crying out Abba father Abba father It's references like a young child. And dad comes home from work. Daddy, daddy, daddy's home. And the child goes running because they've been stuck with mom all day. So something fresh and new has just come through the door. Kidding. If there is one thing that impacted my memories of being a dad, was those moments watching my little daughter Jessica I don't know how many years she was just two couple years old maybe and I had done a missions ministry down into Belize and I was gone for a couple weeks and she was so young I, when I came home I got out of the vehicle and the expression on her face was like I know that man But he's been gone a bit of a long time for a two-year-old or one-and-a-half-year-old, old she was. And I saw her hesitantly, and I'm like this, sweetie. And she takes a couple steps looking. I know him. And as she took one, two, three, four steps, she's now running full bore, tears streaming down her face. I grabbed her into my arms. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Daughter, daughter, daughter. That's God with you. Run to Him. Because as you embrace Him and He embraces you, thunders and lightnings start to go off in the heavens. Screaming and yelling out of the devil's camp, no, no! Don't let them know their identity! And Christ will turn to the enemy and say, be quiet! you're a liar and Christ comes and embraces you both as called Christianity with a living God because he's not dead he's alive And you're not dead. If you're dead, put your hand up. We're going to pray for you right now. You have breath in your lungs for a reason. You're in your destiny. What will you do in it? How much history will you make? The decision isn't God's. He's already given you his decision. It's yours. Will you be a closer son, a closer daughter? Will you come deeper into his presence? Will you be so come so radical that people want to put you on a cross just by preaching truth? Will you be that? Because we are in the greatest season of history right now. Turn off the news. The harvest is so ripe right now that if you ever felt you should go talk to your neighbor, you need to do it now and bring them into a family that will love them instead of hate them. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Well, you know what? This whole two and a half year season has been like a valley of the shadow of death, literally for people, but also trying to infiltrate fear into your life to stop you from gathering as families. I don't care about the virus. It's serious. Friends of mine are dead. Matter of fact, I speak to every virus right now in Jesus' name, get out. So I'm not trying to say I don't care that people get sick. I do, I really do. What I'm trying to say is the virus won't put me into a tailspin of fear because it's all a ploy for you and I to lose family and gathering together. I had to get a PCR test again this week. Oh my goodness, I hate those things. I had like 11 of them in November for all my traveling. I do it for the sake of the gospel. I had got injected. (gasps) After the church just left. Shucks, anyways. I did it for the sake of the gospel. I didn't do it out of fear. Actually, it frustrated the daylights out of me. Infuriates me. But it wasn't for me personally. I wasn't feeling God was saying abandon our whole international ministry. You don't have to get the shot. You do what you want to do. You do you, I do me, but we do it together. That's another thing. Another good friend of mine was just rejected because they got vaccinated to minister internationally. And one of their key supporters and pastors of a massive ministry that I'm not going to say the name because you would know it, actually rejected him and said, I can no longer have you on my platform because I'm an anti-vaxxer and you got vaxxed. two big names that you would all know and I'm not going to say them because guess who won that battle the devil you do you I'll do me but let's do it together if you don't want to get the vaccine and I have it come up here I'll shed on you right now I'm just kidding I'm joking I'm joking come on going to be a thousand Koreans that are happy we got vaccinated and then I I literally fly back I go to Korea on Friday I get there Saturday it's 20 18 19 hours of flying preach Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday morning get on the plane I leave at three o'clock in the afternoon Get to San Francisco, Denver, Vancouver at 10 o'clock the same night, yet there's 20 hours of travel. I get to sleep in a hotel in the airport to get back on the plane a few hours later to Mexico on Thursday morning. And I get to fly down there, minister, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I get to get back on a plane Monday and fly home. Pray. 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 We have people that aren't well, in the, that, are, that are not here right now. There's, a, there's actually a cold, there's a virus, there's influenza, there's COVID, there's all sorts of things going on right now. Pray. Pray for safety. Even in my travel, my wife and my kids and, and all, all our family while they're here, I'll pray for you because you'll be in the, in the hands of Kevin Stoddy. I'm just kidding. He's watching right now, so I love you, Kevin. I don't want to go leave today. I want to go there. I don't want to leave here. I'm enjoying His presence and you're all looking at me like, man, oh man, I'm tired of standing. I'm hungry. You need to be a bit more religious and shut it down on time. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I do. Everything that you give, we talked about offering today. This ministry tithes over and above on every penny that comes in and we send it to around the world. Off of the gross of this ministry, the gross income of this ministry, it gets tithed out. Matter of fact, you guys bought my ticket to Korea. And, oh, and Mexico, just to let you know. You're sending me, you're sending people, we're sending things around this world because we believe we have a gospel message To be delivered to our friends our neighbors our family our country and the world amen put your hand on your heart if you have a heart just put it there father i thank you oh put your other hand on your head see if you can coordinate that without falling over getting a little drunk in the presence of god father we thank you for every heart every mind that's in this house. We pray for the renewing of the minds, Lord God, that the renovations will begin. Maybe a window that's too small needs to be opened up to a bigger window. Let more light in and to see out better. Maybe a few cabinets need to be knocked down and take that dusty old relic that was in there and throw it away. That dusty old lie. Throw it away in Jesus' name. Because as we get a renovated mind to the mind of Christ Jesus, it instantly changes our heart and our desires. And so I thank you for everyone in this house today and in this family. We pray blessings upon them. Riches of your glory. Richness of your presence. And richness in favor and blessings in your bank account. I drove through Starbucks this morning and we ordered three drinks. That was like 50 bucks. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. The lady looked at me and she said, Oh, would you like any more drinks? Sure. Okay. Well, we have someone training, so we're going to. Here's some more. She handed us six more drinks. That's like $300. And so our whole worship team. God blessed. Plus, somebody else in here. God blessed. Sorry, you snooze, you lose. You should have been in my office sooner. Just kidding. This is blessing and favor of the Lord. Expect it, receive it, and bless each other with it. God has called us into the purposes of his greatness and kingdom. And may his light shine upon you and give you rest and peace and joy and happiness so that when you look in the mirror you say, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was that good looking. Thank you, God, for making me, me. And all the people said, amen. We have a prayer team up front. We'll see you in a couple weeks. No, you better be here next week. I will see you in a couple weeks. Amen.